0: You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young.
1: Welcome to another award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and Adrian He from New South Event Rentals. Now, throwing a party sounds like a lot of fun. Everybody likes to go to a party, but like, have you actually thrown one before and actually thrown a successful one? Well, until you sit down and outline everything that you'll need That's the devil in the details, right? And there's a lot of work that comes into play. So our next guest is all about the details, tables, chairs, linens, tents, everything to, that you need to pull together to make that perfect party. Now, Adrian's got you covered and also has a place for you to sit and eat. But more than that, he wants to be environmentally responsible doing it. And he also wants to give back. Um, and so it's going to be really interesting to learn about this organization, understand a little bit more about the the, the culture. And we're so excited to learn more about your brand, uh, Adrian, and welcome to the Brand Builders podcast in our new
2: Brand Builder studio. Well, thank you very much. I'm very glad to be here. Thank and, you. Uh, have a nice conversation with you guys on a great Friday morning.
0: Absolutely. A not raining Friday morning. It's not raining, everyone. Congratulations. Great (laughs) intro, man. I'm I'm really curious to learn more about New South Event Rentals. So tell us, Adrian, how in the world did you get in the rental business?
2: You know, it's a great question. You know, a lot of people ask me about that, especially my old banker friends. You know, I'm a... I had twenty plus years in in the banking industry. I grew up in that space. Uh, you know, I did a lot of different things with uh, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Wachovia, um, and you know, I set out on a new journey like six years ago uh, to do business on my own, to kind of you know spread my wings and 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 try something new and me a little bit more energy uh and i and i this this all came about funny enough uh at a cocktail party. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, we just happened to be, you know, talking to some some friends and some new queens. And I just happened to run to a friend of mine who's in the catering business. And of course, it was kind of simple, hey, how's how's everything going? What's happening? And so we got to talking and she told me, she kind of clued me in a bit more about this industry. And, and I was sort of at a spot where I was trying I was trying to figure out, okay, what's, what's kind of the next thing, you know? So this has been about three years ago, actually. And um, that's kind of how it started. Uh, I thought, wow, that's kind of interesting. And I, actually, it was my first concept was, hey, you know, these bouncy houses that I see, all over the day, different neighborhoods and backyard parties, that'd be fantastic. And I've seen, you know, my kid's school, they rent out a whole, you know, event day where they bring in all these different items. So I thought, wow, that'd be really fantastic. So I mentioned that to her. She goes, yeah, that, that sounds good, but you might want to think about tables and chairs and some of those kinds of things that are required for parties and events and so forth. She goes, because I can tell you, I've ran that one same chair six, seven times already. <laughs> it right. probably got paid after two times, you know. So um, that's kind of how I got started. So I, I really started researching into it. And I think what really was interesting for me was my mindset was more around Charlotte. My mindset at the time was more about what was happening in our city. Uh, I've been here for 20-something years, so I pretty much kind of grew up here is the way I look at it. Uh, I've seen Charlotte transform from... Pretty much a mid-sized city to now it's it's almost busting at the seams. we're big time now man right it seems that way right we just need major league soccer to come in then we're boom coming. we're close <laughs> <laughs> right we're in best podcast member right. were we're in. close. you know we yes. need MLS here and we got it covered you yes. Know?
0: yes a little bit more music <laughs> and, uh, yeah exactly Scott <laughs> had to throw his in there
2: but <laughs> up, jazz I'm all in. all in I'm all in Adrian right. yeah listening yeah so you know and I, I was really thinking about you know, um, doing something that can be part of the growth in the city that I've been part of and been blessed to be part of uh, professionally and personally. And I thought, wow, this, you know, an event business could be pretty interesting uh, in the sense that the city continues to grow. Uh, There are a few players in the marketplace that are very good, very big, very entrenched. But, you know, it could be a good time to introduce uh, a new company that can bring a different value proposition to the table. Uh, of course, you know, when you're trying to differentiate from a table or a chair <laughs> or a tent, it gets uh, gets a little difficult. But, you know, a lot of companies face uh, commoditized type, you know, functions or services or products, too. Um, so I think we we try to bring a different philosophy to, to doing the work that we do, uh, which is, Primarily to figure out how we can do good, do better for our community. Uh, and for me personally, you know, building a company, uh, hiring people, uh, that's adding back to the community, you know, because you're giving people opportunities to make jobs. a living, uh, to do perhaps some of the things that they enjoy and have passion for. Uh, and that's that's a, it's a big part of it, you know, which for me, it's a, it's a big part of building a company because you know, um, there, there was a part of my life and my career where, you know, I would go in and say, wow, you know, this is kind of becoming a real job, you know, like a bit dragging me, dragging my feet in there and working with people that, you know, I may not necessarily rather, I would rather spend my time differently. Let's just put it that way. Uh, And I kind of vowed to myself when I left the bank that I would try to work with people that I enjoy. I want to be around people that, Gives me energy and passion, and didn't really matter what it was that I was doing, right? Right. Uh, you know, I went from you know being uh, in banking, whether it's in investment banking or running a you know a piece of the business, um, to now I'm just renting chairs and tables, but I love it. (laughs) I want to ask you about that because I think when, when people
1: and our listeners that are listening to this podcast, it's all about building your brand. And I think to be an entrepreneur, it takes a special kind of drive. Um, and you talk about like how the banks kind of, you know, push you that direction. What would be your advice to somebody listening to this? If they really want to kind of go out and, and, and start their own business Mm -hmm. and, and how would you tell them to just say, look, it doesn't matter what you're doing right now. You don't have to do that forever. You're not in that position. If you want to do something, just do it.
2: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I think, I think that's part of it, too. You know, you, you, as an entrepreneur, you've got to be able to get out every single day and, and view it as a new day and a new opportunity. And you have to put your energy and effort behind that because you're the one that's pushing that. No one else is. I mean, you could do nothing and nothing would happen, <laughs> you know? So you have to be the one that's leading the charge. So in a way, it, it has a lot of elements of being a real leader. You know uh, and it doesn't mean you have to have uh, 500 people, a thousand people. It could be you get you got yourself, but you got to lead yourself every day uh, and you got to be able to show up and represent the things that you're producing or selling uh, and represent it in, in the most positive way you can. And I think that's that's part of the heart of being an entrepreneur is that you never you never you never give up. You know, even when things get a little rough, you keep pushing forward. Because part of it is you developing a corporate ethos of what that is that you're trying to do. You could be renting chairs. You could be, you know, you could be a caterer. You could be a flowerist. doesn't matter. But why are you doing that, right? I think for us, it's about giving back to the community in different ways, right? It's not necessarily, it could be our time it could be our, our mindset on how we approach the things we do. It could be, obviously, our, our capital, our money. Um, but it's also about how we care about things, right? Um, so we do a lot of work with nonprofits. I know I know you guys do too. Um, and that's and a big part of what we do. But anyhow, uh, to answer your question, hopefully that covers it I'm that. curious, the transition
0: between what I'm going to call more of a comfort zone in mm-hmm. the corporate world. Right. And, and correct me if I'm wrong there, right. I've never been in the corporate world, but yeah. I've talked to guys that get into it, they climb yeah. the ladder, and they get just completely burned out. Sure. Right? Yeah. And I'm curious if, if you could let our listeners know, how that transition from corporate to small business is and right. what challenges you've run into yeah. getting this business going that maybe you were
2: unaware of. Right, right, right. I, I think, you know, I mean, I can speak for being in, in a large company that is a financial institution, a bank, right? Um, I think that there, there are few places in the bank that, that, you know, can allow you to be entrepreneurial, but there's a lot of things that, you know, comes with that, you know, a lot of corporate, uh, you know, bureaucracy that kind of comes with that. And I think, you know, your level of success is is your ability to navigate all that to, and then deliver what you're supposed to do, right? And um, there's a few of those opportunities in a large institution, but, you know, there's a lot of benefits from what it can teach you uh, in order for you to be able to do what I, I can do, right? Um, it allows you I think in many cases to hone some of the skill sets that you need to be successful uh, in a, as an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, ability to uh, analyze things, ability to look at uh, different uh, events or different trends that, you know, so to be able to evaluate that and say, all right, well, I think that's the right decision for us to do and so forth. And it also teaches you uh, in some cases, I think it teaches you a lot of patience because <laughs> right. nothing moves that fast, you know. And because you have so many people, so many constituents that you're trying to make sure uh, lines up with what is it that you're trying to do. Um, so I think that a lot of that translates to being an entrepreneur. Uh, I think where the difficulty in that transition is that in a large institution, you have resources that you can lean on. Right, right. You may have a staff, or you may, you know, I, I, can lean on my risk group. I can lean on my accounting, or I can lean on my HR. Uh, but, but it, when you're starting your own business and there's no one to you lean you are on, all those things. You <laughs> are, you know, that's you. You know, so I think part of the training that I felt I got was, you know, working with all these different uh, folks in the different departments with different talents and skill sets and the things that they brought to bear. Uh, I learned from them as to the kinds of things that they focused on because, you know, when you're, when you're in a particular area in a large company like that, I mean, your, your focus is singularly on that thing that you do and you try to do that really, really well. Uh, and so where I excelled in my career was the ability to see across all those different functions and understand how they fit in to the larger, broader wheel, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right? And so having that background experience and, and transitioning that to New South, I think really helped me see, okay, from an HR, here are things I need to worry about. From an accounting, these are things I need to worry about. And then, you know, on and on, across the you know operational, uh, you know sales, you name it. Uh, I think that the thing that also was very uh, helpful for me was because I spent a lot of time when I was in the bank, uh, industry banking industry was was focus on strategy. You know how do we work across? How do we make that more effective? How do we make that more efficient so that the end customer gets what they get from us, you know faster, better, cheaper, right? And yep. that's the whole game in the banking industry. if you really think about it, right? It, because it, it's it's not a new industry. It's been around forever. It's not like we're going to discover something completely brand new. We might deliver that that item differently, like mobility is a big thing right now. You know, digital is a big thing, so everybody's kind of moving that direction, automation and all that. Uh, that's just making that whole system more effective, more efficient, so that things are, you know, faster, better, cheaper. Got it. Yeah, exactly. So let's jump into um,
1: to to some events. Like, I wanna I wanna learn. Like, what in the hell does it take to throw some big mm-hmm. event? Yeah. And tell us, like, what are some of like the coolest events that you've done? If you can, you know, yeah. I don't know if there's like any, you know, secret top secret. You can't tell me that you, you know, did <laughs> Dale Jr.'s wedding or something. But tell me, uh, what are what are some of the events that you've done? And 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 what is it like to do that on a, on a really large scale?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, I I think of New South, um, at least initially, my view was it's a marketing business and it's a logistics business. So I need to be able to market and get, you know, get our events booked with us. And I need to be able to manage my inventory in a, uh, you know, efficient way. And I need to be able to move my inventory in an efficient way, Right. And so if I do those two things well, things should progress, right? Uh, So to do a large event, like, you know, we've done one uh, in several places, but I guess one cool place was doing it at the Fillmore, you know? Uh, uh, It was cool for me just because I... other before I got there, I, I you know my experience has just been concerts and right. having a great time and now you're you behind know. the scenes. Yeah, it's just seeing the band and you know being in the back by the uh, you know by the bar. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you know I think that was uh, that was fun because they had a band and uh, we we had set up all the all the necessary things for this big gala uh, dinner and there was a cocktail area, there was a sort of seating area. Uh, and, you know, that was, uh, interesting in the sense that there's a lot of different pieces that can come together to make that a, a, really successful venture for them. And, uh, you know, the logistics of trying to get in and out of, in the Fillmore and, and all the different, you know, docks that they, you know, front dock, back dock and all that. And, uh, that was, a to me was, was pretty, uh, pretty neat. Um, and, and, and actually coordinating with, with the, the way the band was coming in, because they have got a, you know, they got the whole setup and all the equipment that they bring, the lighting and, uh, well, maybe not so much lighting. They actually had a lot of that at the Fillmore, um, but certainly all the equipment and things like that. Uh, that was pretty interesting. I think uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did a, a really interesting uh, wedding, actually, uh, at this location, that uh, was extremely tight in space <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, we had set up a whole ceremony in what it's basically one room. It's the same room they're having the ceremony as they have the after party. Oh boy, right So the whole room had to be switched over from ceremony looks like a ceremony like church almost because we had drapes and all kinds of stuff to. Uh, to them, then you know, there's a big stage behind the curtains that get pulled back, and it becomes uh, the band comes in. So that was kind of an interesting uh, logistical challenge from making sure we got our stuff in there. I mean, we're talking like there was lighting people, there was band people, there was flowers, there there was us, there was uh, the caterers. There was I mean, it was like a lot of ants, kind of like crawling around, like getting everything done. It was really, really to me. I was like, man, this is so cool. Look at all the stuff that's going on, and the end product being you know this beautiful you know couple getting married, doing their vows, and then and then it turns into this like almost concert like you know. Kind of celebration. Uh, that was kind of cool. You know, what's cool for me is, you know, as a student of this whole uh, game of uh, moving things and being more efficient. Uh, it was quite a, uh, uh, you know, sort of a, a view to see all that sort of moving around at the same time. And then it was like mass chaos and it all came together, you know.
1: You need a time-lapse video of that. That would have been fantastic. You do. You
0: say marketing. That yeah. would be great. That would, for would like. Yeah, that would uh, be social. social.
1: You should do that next time. That I'm would be you. crazy. I think. I, I think you. That could go viral. People are like, watch this. Right. Like, damn. Yeah.
0: Right. And then every wedding planner in the whole country be like, damn, they knew. They know we can do this. <laughs> yeah.
2: now. Well, you know what's no. going gonna, gonna to happen now that they listen to the podcast. Yeah. Like, that's a great idea. Yeah. That that's awesome. a, so you
0: mentioned two two events. You mentioned concerts. You mentioned weddings. What? What is your target market from an event standpoint? Yeah,
2: yeah. So we're, again, I think that's a great question. We're, we're, you know, we're still a young company, and we, we continue to refine our approach. We continue to refine our, our services and our, and our product, and it's constantly evolving. And um, I think for us, for the pretty much the last year, and we've been around for about eighteen months, going on twenty four months, uh, we've been focused on servicing the. Uh, what I call the corporate market, uh, and this is for companies. It's for you know churches, venues, uh, and certainly a lot of the nonprofits that that we we do work with. Um, and and the reason we do that is because it's not that we avoid the wedding market. We still do it. We I think that we we are not. Uh, well, I shouldn't say it that way. I should say we're better we're better equipped to deal with the corporate market today, mainly because I think uh, we have a level of we want to build a relationship. That's the big part of it, right? Uh, if we are able to build the right relationship with a with a company that has multiple events, let's call it that way, mm-hmm. you know, that throughout the year, um, we're better able to understand their needs and we're better able to service that need. And, um, I approach it again in, in, in some of the ways I used to approach things in my corporate career, you know, where there's a level of, um, information, data, you know, decision-making, you sit down, you, you, you touch base on what are the needs, what are the, what are the changes? Uh, you know, you don't get that necessarily with a wedding sort of, uh, part of it unless you're working exclusively or with a set of uh, wedding planners let's just say mm-hmm. you know and I think wedding also I think they're they're unique they're special and they require um a lot more uh expertise than I can bring to the table right now that I feel comfortable with but having said that uh now that we're into it uh, a little further we've done a few weddings and we've learned a lot more uh we're ready to launch into that market probably next year, uh, because we're gonna we're gonna come into the market with some unique items that I think is gonna benefit that. Um, you know, for example, like there's been a lot of requests for like really cool bars, you know, that has like you know a, a drink setting in the back, and they can decorate that, and they can put all the different glasses and it kind of feels like it's a bar but it's, you know, in a venue or it's outside someone's backyard and, you know, and even private parties they're asking for a lot of that kind of unique items that, you know, what can I do that makes this different. It's so, a wow factor. Like lounges are very yeah.
1: popular. Chandeliers. Yeah. What's yeah. the craziest request? I have to know what the craziest request is.
2: Oh, geez. I don't know. I, I So far, I haven't had any crazy, crazy requests. Oh, they're coming after this podcast. I promise <laughs> <Yeah>. you that. <laughs> Maybe
1: in podcast two,
2: I'll uh I'll We'll review. have to revisit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> since our <laughs>
1: podcast, I've had 13 people request. <laughs> we would I'm love up. that yeah, if that happened, actually. Sure. That would be yeah. super cool.
2: Nothing, nothing crazy yet, but you know, I'm sure we're gonna get we're gonna get some, you know, something that's gonna be. I'm like, uh, I don't think we rent that <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. It is okay
0: to say no sometimes. Yeah. No,
2: you know, I'd be honest. That's the other thing with us. I think that we're we're pretty, you know, not you. You want to say yes? The answer is we say yes always, right? Uh, but there may time, may be times where we would say no. Now, I'll tell you the times where we actually would say no. And this is the benefit of, I think, working with corporate customers, right, um, is that there are times when they ask us to do something, and this has happened to us several times, where it's not financially beneficial for the customer. It's fine for me. I can do it. But I would tell them, you know what, I I hear you. I know you want to do that. Uh, I think you're better off doing this particular item or this set of things with this other supplier because they're going to do a better job for you than I would. And you know what? Some people would say, oh, my gosh, why would you ever say that? You know, you need to fix sure you can fulfill every single thing. that. I, well, I'll say, well, yeah, that's a good point. But remember, I'm building a relationship here. I'm not a one-and-done kind of company. Right. So that customer that that we did that with, they said they've since given us three new events. They say, you know what? Thank you so much for being honest about that. And I say, hey, no problem. You know, because if I was working with you and I'm just worried about that one event and I just want to get that one event and I whatever I did, whatever, even though it's not beneficial to you. It was beneficial to me. Uh, then you, you know, you would think you wouldn't think twice about it. But I, I know I didn't do the right thing. I love yeah. that. I,
1: I think that's becoming a true partner. Uh, yeah, for for your clients and uh, and and we do that at the Dunstan Group a lot. I mean, we. we I think it it takes somebody that believes in their brand to be able to challenge somebody else's brand, right? Um, Mm. They might think that that's what they want, but you're the true expert in that field. And if you have a direction or maybe it's something that you guys aren't the best at, but you know somebody is better, that's absolutely, I mean, that's awesome. That's what business is all about. And that's what partnership is all about. And I love that. Um, I do want to jump into... Uh, you know, your community involvement, we, we briefly talked about this, but you did make that a, a big impact or a big uh, a p- important part in your business. Mm-hmm. You know, one of our core values is community matters. And this is what it says. Uh, doing good for others is good business. We are community leaders. We believe in giving back, supporting local and impactful sponsorships. And that's not something that we just say. It's something that we live by. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really given me a purpose at the Dunstan group and really kind of to be proud of being in this organization. It's more than just the transaction. It's more about, how can we help other people? And I, I don't know, that just makes you get out of bed in the morning and feel good. So yeah. tell me what, what drove you to make that part of the business, number one. And then number two, tell us some of the ways that you are giving back to the community and, and mm-hmm. maybe some of the cool projects or cool organizations that you're, that you're members of.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we constantly, I think Scott and I talked a while back and, you know, we, we, we constantly evaluate opportunities to partner up and give back. Right. And, uh, I think that, uh, groups like, you know, Claire's Army and 24 Foundation, and, uh, we're looking at doing some work with Running Works with deals with the homeless. And, you know, we've, uh, worked with, uh, Independence Fund, which is, you know, for, for the, um, We Uh, love veterans and, you know, track chairs. Right. Yeah. That's that's you know, that's unbelievable. Right. And the thing the wonderful thing about our, our city and community is that there is there is a lot of opportunities to give. Right. There's no lack of that. And, and the downside to that is that there's no lack of need. <laughs> you know, like you, 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 when you start getting into you you realize, my goodness, there is so much need. And so I think as a company, you have to figure out, okay, where do I, what do we plug into? How do we plug into it? And what makes sense for us, right? Um, and, you know, we, we, we have this sort of slogan, I guess, if one way to think of it is rent for good. You know, how do we, how do we you know, push the fact that when you're renting with us, you're renting for good. You know, sure, you're 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 you you know you're paying X Y Z to rent stuff from me, and, and you know I may not be the most expensive, but I'm not the most I'm not the cheapest either. But there's an element of um, beyond the things that we provide you from a service perspective. I mean that there that's a part of this goes back to helping, you know, children's cancer. You know, helping um, cystic fibrosis. Helping you know and Uh, veterans helping, you know, and, and I used to think, goodness, you know, if you're going to help, man, you got to figure out a big way to help, man, it's got to be huge. And I realized going through a lot of this with New South is that it doesn't matter. The fact that you help and in any way you can, big or small, it's, you helped, which is better than doing nothing. (laughs) Amen. You know, and if you help, you help one person, that's a lot. You know, and if you can Im- impact that one life, uh, that's huge. And so, um, you know, I guess if anything I'd t- I say to people, like, you know, don't, don't sit in the sidelines thinking for the, looking for the perfect opportunity to, to, to get involved. Just do, you know, just do it. And so I think with New South, uh, some of these organizations, we've we've started to work with them on their, events and now here here's the, you know here's an interesting thing with the with the uh, with the nonprofits right like you know they're all fighting for a scarce resource every one of them right mm-hmm. it's 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 a scarce pool of dollars that can go around mm-hmm. and and uh, you know we always talk about how we can make sure that the events is the best representation of who they are and what they stand for now, that makes sense, clearly. But I think, you know, in life, you know, devils is always in the details. The more you pay attention to every detail, the more successful you'll be in your endeavor, if you really think about it. And most people would say, oh, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. But I'm um, no, I'm talking about real details, like every detail, even your events, like the chairs you rent, the tables you put out. How you plan it, how you pull it together. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they're trying to raise the money to do the things that you want to do and the good causes that you want. So that's kind of how we come in, you know? That's how I put it. I'm like, hey, how can we make this event even better than how it was last year? How can I help you figure that out? You know, so I think it's not the easiest things to do because a lot of these things are kind of repeatable, right? But if you really put effort to it, you, it's just the small things you can do that make it really special, you
1: know. I love what you just said about um, you know bringing new ideas to the table. We talk about that all the time. You're mm-hmm. not walking in saying, "How much did you uh, pay to rent that chair last year?" No, you're going in there saying why did you use that chair? Have you ever thought of this, this, and this? And right. showing other examples and bringing value to the table by helping them yep. basically lift up their brand, lift up the experience, and ultimately, hopefully that drives more money into those communities or the events that they're doing. So yep. I, I um, that's awesome, man. I, I love the approach there. Before we go, I do want to jump into one other category, and, and you guys have done a really a good job of keeping it green and i think a Mm -hmm. lot of a lot of companies um are are starting to to really focus on that it's definitely a drive from millennials it's something that people are really focusing on what how have you guys done that number one yeah and if somebody was interested in in, and using you as a a service and maybe like you know that's the really cool thing like hey this is an environmentally you know Mm -hmm. eco-friendly uh company yeah Uh, we would love to partner with you because that's what we stand for so tell us a little bit about that initiative and what you guys have done yeah
2: yeah that's sort of like the got to be green you know there you go uh initiative so you know, it's 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 something that I think again all of us have to be cognizant, right? I mean, you know, there's you know, you, you, I'm sure we all read the political, uh, uh, you know, pronouncements around you know the Green Deal and new green, you know, all that, and um, and a lot of those, it's it's I think uh, in the right, it's headed in the right place, right? And and again with all those things, it takes it takes a while for everything to shift, right? And everything can't shift, like, tomorrow, right? Uh, carbon emissions and, you know, how we manufacture things all has to, you know, kind of over time shift. So I think for us, it's kind of like, all right, I think when I first started a company, I says you know, that's important, giving back's important. So on the green, on the on being more green, if if we can find items and suppliers that uh, have purchase or, or or stock items that adhere to a a more environmentally friendly manufacturing process. It sounds very like technical. Yeah. <laughs> but you know when you're talking about chairs and tables, but you know there so we have found chairs and tables we stocked on them uh, where they're made out of materials not just materials but just the manufacturing process. And and there is and there is a thing out there that specifies the standards by which you you know, you create and manufacture it, and you don't pollute, and you know you're not you're not you know dumping chemicals into the water system and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's where that's where we try to adhere to that. That you know, sadly, not every product uh, can be sourced that way, um, but we try to do that. Yeah. I love that. And uh, before we close, we do want to uh,
1: see how, um, you know, our listeners can get in touch with you if they are excited or interested about using you as a rental company or if they just want to follow the journey. So what's sure. the best way to, uh, to reach out to you?
2: Well, we're, you know, we're on social media. Uh, so, you know, uh, Instagram, you can certainly type in, you know, New South Event Rentals and or our website. It's another great way. But I love using the phone. So someone loves, to, you know, wants to call me up and, you know, chat about what they want to do happy to happy to have a conversation is new south all one word yes new south event rentals yeah got it one i love it. i love
1: that you also like to have conversation i think uh, a lot of things can get lost in email and oh, it just does. pick up the phone and- it does we can knock this out in five minutes. Yeah. Uh, well, Adrian, it was a pleasure having you on the on the Brand Builders podcast. Uh, it was really cool to learn more about your organization. I love that you're committed uh, to creating a, a better, you know, planet from using green initiatives. I also love that you're committed to the community. You listed a lot of organizations that we're um, really passionate about, including Twenty Four yeah. Foundation and Independence Fund. Oh, yeah. great, great groups. Um, yeah. And and it's just it's fun to be able to work with organizations like that and give back and really see the impact that it makes. Yeah. Um, but if you are, if you're listening to this podcast, we would love, uh, uh, and be so grateful if you can like and share this on all of your social media channels. Uh, we appreciate all of you. We appreciate all of our listeners and we hope you have a blessed day again, Adrian, thank you so much for joining us on the brand Builders podcast. Thanks for having me. Coach. Thank you, Adrian.
0: You've been listening to the brand builders podcast brought to you by the Dunstan group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group
2: at dunstangroup.com.